Hey, hey. So do you want to position yourself for more breakthrough in your life? It's a little unconventional to talk about, but it's been a big part of my faith journey this past year, and it's revolved around fasting. Outside of intermittent fasting for health benefits, refraining from food for a spiritual purpose was very new to me in the sense that I hadn't really done much of it before. So if you're curious about my journey, go back and listen to episodes 26 and 27. 26 was part one. It was about why I fasted for 21 days and why you should consider fasting too. Episode 27 was part two of that, and it was a little bit more about fasting for a purpose. The thing is, is that fasting, it's an ancient pathway. It's been around since the beginning of time, and it's an awesome way to access your Heavenly Father in a very specific way. Today, I want to share with you how my last 21-day fast played out and talk about the importance of a fasted lifestyle. So keep listening for an update on my fasting journey, but more importantly, for more revelation on how fasting can bring breakthrough in your life. I truly believe that there is more for you in your life and that as you just keep pursuing God, he's going to reveal more and more of himself to you. So press play and keep pursuing him. And I am so honored that you're listening today and that we can just kind of walk together on this faith journey of ours. And on another note, speaking about food, I want you to be the first to know about a super sweet giveaway happening right now for this podcast. I'll drop the details in writing in the show notes for you, but my oldest daughter and I are about to head into the kitchen and make some fresh nourishing cupcake jars today. And I would so love for you to get a batch delivered or shipped to your house for free. First of all, what is a nourishing cupcake? Well, you can go to the website for more information just to see some pictures. These are limited time um, cupcakes in a jar, but they are absolutely amazing. They are truly healthy and truly delicious cupcakes in a jar. So each jar, it's like eight ounce glass jar, and there's two frosted cupcakes inside and they are all organic. They're gluten-free, grain-free, and refined sugar-free. And some are even dairy-free, but they are so delicious and so yummy. So if you love healthy things, if you're more of a crunchy mom, you are going to absolutely be obsessed with these cupcakes. If you care nothing about health, but you love special, one-of-a-kind, unique treats, you are going to be also in love with these cupcake jars too. So they are amazing. And I would love for you to get a batch for free. So here's how you can get them. Two ways to enter this specific giveaway. The first way is to leave a written review. So if you have not left a review on this podcast yet, if you've listened to one, two, three episodes, girl, what are you waiting for? This is the perfect chance to leave your review. So simply pause this episode right now, scroll down to the very bottom of this podcast on Apple iTunes and click write a review. Select your stars, write a title and a quick written review, and then take a screenshot before hitting send. Once you hit send and submit, Email your screenshot to me at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at nourishingmichelle.com, and I will enter you in to win a batch or a four-pack of the Nourishing Cupcake Jars. You could also DM me your screenshot on Instagram. My handle is at nourishingmichelle. If that's easier for you, go for it that way. But these are so good. You get to dig into these things with a spoon and have a total Nourishing Cupcake experience. One more thing, for a bonus entry, Take a screenshot of one of your favorite episodes, share it on Instagram in your stories, and tag me at Nourishing Michelle, 
and I'll share you and my stories as well and give you another entry into this giveaway. So wait, what if you've already left a review? Girl, just grab your friend's phone, do it from there. Grab your husband's phone, I don't know, but it must be a new written review. And why, why does this matter? Because reviews are the biggest way that you can say thank you to me for pouring out my heart and giving my precious time to this podcast week after week. But it's really not about me. This is really the only way that we can together help get this podcast into the hands of other women just like you to encourage them, to empower them, and to equip them with biblical mindsets and perspectives so that they can pursue their greatest potential too. So take a minute, share the love, and enter to win a batch of the nourishing cupcakes that are going to be made for you with love today. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. And so I just completed a 21-day fast and wanted to share about my experience and answer some of the questions you might have around this topic. Honestly, this is such a loaded question. It's such a loaded um, topic and I am no expert. There's so many things. It, It feels kind of hard and overwhelming to even know how to talk about this because there's just so much information. There's so many ways it could go. I feel like there's so many things I want to share. So I'm just going to scratch the surface and honestly pray that the Lord will lead me and every word that's spoken would be what he wants spoken because I really just want to share a glimmer of my heart, um, a glimpse of maybe what the Lord has on his heart for you and just encourage you on your journey. So one thing I'll say is I do plan to interview my friend Anna soon. She is a friend of mine and she is so experienced on fasting. They have, her and her husband have really given themselves over to walking with the Lord in the way of living a fasted lifestyle. I've never seen anybody so dedicated to fasting as her and her family. So I can't wait to get her on one of these days. You know, it's so hard with moms. Our schedules are crazy, but one of these days we're going to sit down and I'm going to ask her some solid questions and I want to hear about some of her experiences, like a recent 40 day water fast that she did. And I just want to ask some questions and get to it. So I'm looking forward to that here. One thing I'll mention is check the link in the show notes. I'm going to go ahead and leave some fasting Q&A YouTube videos that Anna's husband, Michael Dow, did when he wrote a book on fasting a few years back. So it's just a great way to answer some basic questions. He wrote a book on it. I encourage you to grab that. It's really, really great. But I just want to let you know that there's just that small resource in the show notes below. So you can feel free to dig in. 
But you know, it's interesting. I do think that for an American Christian like us, fasting can feel very triggering. You may feel partly curious, partly offended, and immediately just want to write it off as like extremism. <laughs> like this is crazy talk. But fasting, it's not a new practice. We just like to eat in America. I don't know. It's part of our lifestyle. Eating is more of part of our lifestyle than fasting is. And we're just not used to it as a way of life. So I think the thought of not eating seems very radical and unnecessary. But I don't know, is it? I think that's something that you should really take to the Lord and pray about. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today. But no matter how you feel, let's talk about your heart today on this topic. So I want to touch on why you might want to consider fasting and then share some very vulnerable experiences with you if that's if that's cool with you. My first 21-day fast, as you guys know, was back in January 2021, a year ago, and never really had done a long fast before, never wasn't even planning on doing it. Didn't know a lot of people that did that kind of thing, but it was one of those things I heard the invitation I heard from the Lord clearly and I said yes. And so I started that journey and I've learned along the way this past year that every fast is different. And I want to share with you how my fast this January, my 21 day fast was so different. It was such a different experience and situation. And I was really encouraged by it. You know, this is always very vulnerable. I mean, anytime I show up on the podcast to share, it always is vulnerable, but this conversation is no exception. And I just always want to speak to you like I would be speaking to my best friend. I'm honestly trusting you with a piece of my heart. And I just trust that the Lord will pierce your heart with whatever you need to hear. And that any words that I speak that are not of him are just going to fall to the wayside of your mind. I pray over every episode because I know that I'm accountable for every word that I speak. And I'm not perfect, but I always want to encourage you to test every word against the word of God for yourself. Seek truth. You're responsible for your faith. And I'm simply sharing my journey with you and nudging you along in the process. Often it's the areas that we resist or want to even take offense to that we need to dig in and get to the root of why that bothers us. So this is an interesting conversation, can be a little bit triggering. There's just so much that could be shared on it. But like I said, I'm just going to pray for for wisdom. So let's just start there. Father God, I just pray that you would be with me right now, that you would guide this conversation. There's just so many things on my heart, so many things I've experienced, so many things I want to pour out, but I just want to say what you have on your heart to say. Lord, I pray that the words that I speak would be honoring to you and that the woman that's listening, her heart would be open, that she would hear what you have for her, that she would be called higher and deeper in you, Lord, and that anything that I say that's not of you would just fall away and um, just fall on deaf ears. But Lord, be glorified in this conversation and draw us all deeper through the topic of fasting. So the first thing I just want to touch on is why fast? Like, why would you? We don't have to fast. We have plenty of food. We we don't have to, but why would you? So I'm going to share a few things on my heart. There's no particular order, and there's probably a whole lot more I could say, but I'm just going to kind of roll with it. So you might want to grab out a journal and a pen and just write down whatever the Holy Spirit highlights to you. One thing I want to say up front is that you don't have to read a book 
to start fasting. You don't have to have some kind of knowledge or preparation or qualification. You really just need a willing heart. And so my disclaimer for you is, listen, I haven't read a million books on fasting. I am no fasting guru. I feel completely unqualified to talk about this topic, but but I want to share with you what God's been doing in my life and how this has been key to transformation in my life. So it is worth talking about. And the more I grow and the more I give him my yes, and the more I just surrender to living more of a fasted lifestyle, where when I say that, I mean, I'm listening to his voice and I'm just entering into short fast here and there as he leads me. But the point is, is that my heart is willing. My heart is to obey. My heart is to pursue more of him. And he's really met me in a sweet way through fasting. So I just want to let you know, for, there's my disclaimer, but know that you don't need anything other than a willing heart to fast well. To me, the number one reason that you should fast is out of obedience to the Lord. So make sure you're listening. Is he inviting you to set some time aside for him? to shut out the noise, to push aside the plate, to pursue his presence and press in to more of what he has for you. Be listening. And if you feel prompted, make it your goal to give God your yes. Often for me, my fasts are shorter, like one three-day fast, but sometimes they're longer. So I feel like they're conversation worthy, you know, after the fact. It's a private, personal thing. I'm not doing anything or sharing anything to give myself credit or glory whatsoever. So please, please know my heart in that. But I want to share with you my experiences because I want to encourage you in your faith. So that is literally why I'm talking about this. This has nothing to do with um, giving myself any credit whatsoever. What I learned about fasting this year, one of the things is how deeply connected our physical bodies and our spirits are. The Bible says on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's just amazing how I was just talking to a a group of women about this yesterday, how physically there is this connection spiritually and you really can't separate the two. So be aware. Have you been feeling overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, bogged down? Do you have a cluttered mind? These are practical reasons to fast. Maybe set aside food to focus on the Lord so that he can bring some clarity and some balance and alignment to your body. I know you want to be a godly wife, a wise mother, a kingdom entrepreneur. You want to be a woman on mission, but you need more of God in your life because this world is crazy. So for that alone, just pursuing God more through ways that he's designed, that he's actually done himself. It makes sense. One of the things about fasting is it's a great time to find rest in him, in the Lord. We talked all about that in that um, episode on soul care. Fasting really slows you down and it forces you into rest. You don't feel normal. Life is different. And it's just a slow time. I don't know how else to say that, but you get to embrace rest and rest in him in a beautiful way. Let him be your source and your strength during that time as you just settle down for a minute. Sometimes we need to maybe put ourselves in time out. Maybe it's like a Holy Spirit time out to put yourself in a fast for a few days and just get centered, get your eyes fixed on Jesus again. We need more of God in our life and we want to thin that veil. Fasting thins the veil. 
you feel so close to the Lord. You, you hear him more clearly. You see him more clearly. There's just this beautiful connection that, that happens. And we want to be so close to him we want, because we want to become the bride that he longs for. Fasting is a really special way of creating more room for God to move in your life. To empty yourself to be filled up with more of him. I remember especially last year, but every time I fast, it's one of those things. It's like, God, I am just available. I'm making room for you. And I'm trusting that you're going to come and do whatever you're going to do. I give you permission to come work in my heart and be everything. Take more, more space in my life. Work on my heart. Soften me. Fasting activates surrender. It is a physical act of dying to your flesh to give yourself to the Lord as a living sacrifice. I love, love Romans 12. It's been one thing that has been on my heart in replay all this past year. And it starts out like this. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So there's so much there, but just remember your body offered to the Lord. It's a living sacrifice out of his great love for us, out of his great mercy. Let it be an offering to the Lord. I shared this in a previous episode, but just to remind you, because I know that the year started and we're all off to the races, but God is not looking for hustlers. He's looking for vessels. He's looking for people that are opening their hearts and that are willing to follow him, that are willing to give him their yes, that are willing to surrender. Our strength is in our dependency. So even though during the fast, you might feel like you're weak, you are growing. Your spirit is growing stronger as your flesh grows weak and you get to grow stronger in the Lord. And there's so much fruit out of that. I feel like when you fast, you're just sowing good seed. You're taking territory, you're taking ground, even things you don't even realize or may not understand and may not even realize till way long afterwards, but there is something happening and he's always moving. And I believe that he honors that obedience. One thing about fasting is it really puts God on the throne of your life, puts him back in the driver's seat when, um, you know, sometimes we like to be control freaks, (laughs) not me, definitely not me, but fasting, it's humbling. It humbles you, but that is a good thing. For me, the biggest reason why I fast is not because I want to get anything. I think that if you're fasting to get something, you're fasting for the wrong reasons. The biggest reason why I fast is I just want more of God. I want to pursue God in the same way that Jesus pursued his father, right? Fasting is all through the Bible. And when you look at the life of Jesus, fasting was a part of his lifestyle. He knew where his source came from and he fasted to commune with God. If Jesus fasted and prayed often while he was here on this earth, shouldn't we as his followers do the same? Are we above the example that Jesus himself set? The Bible says, when you fast, not if you fast. So it's something that we have to really consider. I think it makes a powerful point about the importance in our lives as believers. 
Because if you want to walk in purpose, the purpose that you were created for, to live a life fulfilled through the work of your hands, you've got to put in the inner work. There are sacrifices in the secret place, sacrifices that no one else will see. And one of the sacrifices that you can make from a spiritual standpoint, it looks like fasting. I love the story of Jesus at the well in Samaria, um, the story of the woman at the well. So there's a whole story there. But the point is, is that the disciples, they ran off while he was meeting with the woman at the well. They ran off to get food. They're hungry. And what it says later on, it says, meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. So the disciples came back with food and they were telling him, Rabbi, eat something. And Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Says, did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Jesus was a man on mission, and food, water, sleep, earthly comforts, all of it, his emotions, his feelings, it all submitted to his mission and his obedience to the Lord. And I just know that. Food is such a big deal. It really is. It's something that it's just so much a part of our life. You don't realize how much a part of your life it is until you decide to not eat. I mean, just believe me. It is, it's a thing. But understanding from Jesus's perspective, he's like, I'm good. Like, I'm set. I have food that you don't know anything about. Like, I'm completely nourished by my Heavenly Father. And my nourishment, it really comes from doing the will of God. Like, I am fulfilled. I am satisfied. I am on mission to finish his work. Another point about fasting that I wanted to make is Matthew 5, 8. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Fasting is a time of cleansing. It purifies you. It refines you. I always feel like it's, I imagine like I'm a pipe and fasting, you just shut the water off. And I just am like, God, come in and clean the pipes out and make me a clean vessel. Lord, just come and work and refine me. It is a time to purify because we want to see God. We need to see him. To see him is to know him and we need to know him. Fasting wakes up the places that are sleeping. It fixes your eyes on Jesus again and it awakens your heart. I think that this world is so busy and distracting and it we just get so complacent and we're so numb. We get so numb to the gospel. I know that was me. I grew up in church my whole life and I feel like I just heard it, the gospel so many times. I had heard I had heard it all. I had the ultimate Christian experience and I'd become so complacent and numb. Well, fasting shakes you up physically and it awakens your heart and it breaks that complacent state of your life in a good, glorious way. So this fast, man, such a different experience than last year. And I'll just share with you a few of the truths that I've learned along the way. I titled this episode about fasting for breakthrough because I feel like this fast was full of breakthrough in my life. So if I could just go back last January when I did that fast, I wasn't planning. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I feel like when I entered in that fast out of obedience, like a woman in labor, my water broke and I started birthing something new. And I started on this course 
that just continued all year long and it looked like surrender. It was, there were just waves and waves of surrender and laying things down and giving God more of my heart and just examining the hidden places. And it was just these waves of surrender. And you know what? Like dying to yourself, laying your life down, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't always feel good, but it's worth it. He's so worthy. So I feel like all year long, I've just been in these labor pains of surrender, just kind of going through this process, focused and in it and determined to get through it. And I hit this point in December. It kind of came out of nowhere. The Lord asked me to do something really simple and small. All right, I'm just going to be so real with you guys. So I'm just verbally processing out loud. I'm going to just try to explain. But he asked me to do something really small. And I, I just got angry. I got so frustrated and I'm like, man, I just feel like God, you've, you've asked for everything. I give you more. And then you ask for more. Like, I just was like, how much more is there to give? Like what in the world? I was just so frustrated. I was so frustrated at the, the, the journey and how long it was taking. And I just was like ready for a break. I felt, oh, I can't even explain it, but I was just frustrated. And it was neat because there was a few days where I was like mad at God. I was frustrated with him. And I was, I'm like, God, I know I'm being like a little kid. I know I'm having a tantrum, but there was this deep security that, Hey, you love me anyways. You're a good father. And so that alone was like a blessing just to know there was that security that I wasn't feeling this because I'm hard on myself when I struggle or if I'm having a hard time, like I'm really hard on myself. And I just felt his love so deeply in that moment of just like frustration. But I was like, God, what the heck are you doing? Where's the breakthrough? When is this ever going to end? It just seems like my gosh, like you just, it's just too much. This is too much. The things that you're asking, or again, it's this physical process of wrestling with your flesh and really surrendering to the Lord. It's not all cupcakes and roses. There's a process to it and it's refining and it's purifying and it's doing things, but it doesn't always feel good. Just like labor. Something is happening significant in your body, but you've got to just go through it and embrace it and let go to the process, breathe through it. But I was asking the Lord, I'm like, God, what is going on? What is, what is happening? And he was like, you're in transition. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I got this. So I've had five kids. And they've all been large, almost 10 pound babies. I've given birth to all them naturally. So I know the process of labor very well. (laughs) I know that, um, I know the way it feels. I know the pain. I know all of that. And there's this thing about giving birth. You can know how far along you are by how far you're dilated, but it's really not the most accurate way. How many centimeters you're dilated? I mean, some people will be like two centimeters and then they give birth an hour later. Or some people like me at one labor, I was stuck at like nine centimeters with my water broken for four hours. Like what in the world? You know, it's not the most accurate way to know where you're at in the process. But what is most accurate for me is something that the Bradley method teaches and it's called emotional signposts. So when you go to have a baby and labor begins, there's this excitement. It's like, oh, wow, like it's happening. Today's the day. There's this excitement inside. And then you get going with the process and it gets serious. It gets real and you get focused and determined and you're you're just kind of in it. And then there's this point where you hit transition, where it feels overwhelming. You start to question everything. It feels like too much to bear. It feels like you cannot go on. If there was a way to escape 
you would be running for the door, but you are just like, you feel consumed by this process and it feels like there's no break that you can't hold on anymore. It's like, this is do or die. It feels like that literally. It's just crazy moment. So hopefully some of you moms are resonating with me, but that's how I feel. But I know when I get to that point, and I start to question everything. I start to feel self-doubt. And I start to feel like I cannot do this anymore. I know that the baby is almost there. I am right on the verge of giving birth. And that's exactly what happened for me spiritually. I hit this point where I just started questioning everything. It's hard for me to like share all of it with you. Nothing was even wrong. Like You have to understand nothing happened. It was just this inner frustration, this inner pressure, these contractions, this bearing down. I'm like, what is going on? When are we going to bring this baby forth? But I understood he was like, you're in transition. And so I was like, okay, I can hold on a little longer. And it's not even that I'm after something specific. I'm like, I don't even know what he's birthing. I'm not even worried about it, but I just know he's doing something and whatever he has is going to be good. And that's good for me. So I went through the like three days of just this deep frustration. Like when you're in transition physically, there is no comforting you. Like there's no consoling you. You're just in it and you're kind of miserable and you're just trying to get to the end. And so I, I felt like that for a few days, but then I transitioned into kind of this I sensed him tell me to bear down and bring forth. I was like, all right, God, I had this like kind of determination, this this fresh strength. I felt like I was kind of in this spiritual travail. And I'll tell you what, in January, when I hit my fast, when I started my fast, it was immediate breakthrough, immediate breakthrough. And it makes me want to cry because it's not even that something specific changed. It's not that I got something. It wasn't some specific miracle that happened. It was just the fact that God broke through in my heart in a new way. And the most deep joy and peace and love, I can't explain it to you. I just felt it like no other. And you guys know me and you know my heart and you know that I understand that there is joy in the surrender. I'm all about that. But man, last year, there was just, I'm like, God, I know that there's more joy. I know that there's more peace and grace in this, but I just feel like there's this cloud hanging over me. I feel this pressing because I know you're refining me. You're pressing me in a good way, but just, I feel like I moved in slow motion. And immediately when I started this fast the first week, it was like the clouds broke and the clouds lifted. And I just inside felt like such a new creation. And you know what? There is no greater gift. There's no greater joy than to just feel the love of God, than to have peace, deep, deep peace. It is such a gift. And I'm just so thankful for it. So thankful. So I share that to say that this fast, I started it out of faithfulness, out of obedience. I wasn't after something specific, but let me tell you, it significantly, immediately, dramatically brought a breakthrough in my heart. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for what he's doing. So, gosh, I'm over here with tears streaming down my face. (laughs) Um, That was week one. So much deep joy, peace, and grace. Week two I started feeling a little bit physically weak. There was some struggle and some spiritual warfare because you need to understand when you fast, you're you're declaring warfare. Like you're declaring war on your body and spiritually like you're you're going to it. 
but God's on your side and it's a good thing. And so week two was a bit of a struggle. And then week three, I actually transitioned. I had done a, a couple weeks of water and then I transitioned to like a Daniel fast. And what was really neat about that experience is I really didn't finish the fast how I wanted to. I, I didn't eat as clean as I wanted to. I actually wanted to finish with liquids and I ended up just kind of eating Daniel. But the point is, is that I just did not feel guilt and condemnation or frustration in that. Like that was just a breakthrough just to feel his grace in that. It was so, so sweet. And let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing, moms, like one of the most beautiful things about this fast. And I have a whole list of, I had a great opportunity on Sunday morning to spend time with the Lord and kind of journal about some of the significant things that happened. And I was just so thankful and blown away. I mean, I'm talking like beautiful blessings and just awesome things, awesome, awesome things. I won't get into the details, but one of the greatest gifts of this fast is watching my children have breakthrough in their life, watching my kids fall in love with Jesus. I mean, I was just talking to my oldest daughter the other night I was driving and she just told me literally, she was just sharing with me in the car and she's like, mom. Okay. So I have to say, say this too, because as a family, we let the kids know like, Hey, mom and dad are going to be fasting. Pray about it. Ask the Lord if he wants you to take part. You're welcome to join if you want to. There's absolutely no pressure. But if the Lord is calling you to, hey, we can do this together. So we always open it up to our children. And so um, everyone in our family, except for the little one, everybody was fasting in a certain way, uh, mainly Daniel fast. But my daughter was just sharing me in the car and she just... I'm like holding back tears as I'm driving because I'm just overjoyed. And she's like, mom, she's like, I just learned during this fast that I just love God so much. Like I love him a lot, like with my whole heart. It's exactly what she's telling me. And she's telling me how she didn't used to feel like she heard from the Lord, but now she feels like she hears from him all the time. And she's just growing so much. And I mean, I can't even tell you the sweet things she was telling me. I mean, what greater thing would a mom of a 12-year-old daughter want to hear? It just is incredible. My kids have been up every morning doing a devotional on Zoom with their friends. Like they are marked. They are just marked as like amazing arrows and warriors. And I'm so thankful, but they are learning. They are learning to give God their yes. They're learning to walk in obedience. They're learning to hear his voice. And they're also learning to give their life to the Lord in the way of fasting. There's not a right or a wrong. It looks different for everybody. We're not doing anything unhealthy, unsafe. We're fully nourished, believe me. But we're intentionally pursuing God in a way that was his idea. Jesus fasted while here on earth to connect and commune with his father. So it's something we need to do as followers of Christ and consider, be open to, be aware of when he's calling us to do that. And what's beautiful is that we can do this as family. That's one of the greatest gifts is that we don't have to do it alone. And maybe you're not plugged into church right now. Maybe you don't feel like you have deep friends or those spiritual connections around you in your life. It's okay. You have your own family. Like whatever you have, your children, they're going to teach you more than anyone can. Believe me, you teach them, but they're going to teach you a lot. And having faith like a child is crucial. It's like the goal. and. We can grow in our faith so much by just watching our children. So one thing I'll just mention is that the seeds that you sow, I believe, will bear fruit in due season. So keep pursuing the Lord. 
and keep your heart tender and open to whatever he asks. Just do that. Fasting truly does break you out of that numb state. It breaks the fog, the complacent place you might be living in. And let me tell you, you just have to trust the Lord. This January, this last few weeks, it's not the first time I fasted. Why did I get breakthrough this time? Why was this a different experience than the times before? I don't know, but I trust God no matter what. Again, I'm not after something specific. It doesn't mean I'm not intentional. I don't pray for certain things, but I'm okay with whatever. I just want to walk with him. I just want to allow him to purify and refine me and process me. But you know, when he shows up and he honors and he brings forth the fruit, it is so, so sweet. My word for 2020 was actually breakthrough. And it was crazy because I was very determined. I was very business focused that year. And I learned by the end of the year that, man, I can grow and develop myself and I can do better. But you know what? Breakthrough, it only comes from the Lord. True breakthrough. It's the Lord that is going to have to shatter my glass ceilings and the boxes that I'm stuck in. Like it's only him. We need miracles in our lives. We get stuck. We have these places that just seem impossible to change. You don't have to try harder for breakthrough. Just surrender to the Lord and walk in obedience and trust that he'll bring the breakthrough. Keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking and let him open the door. You don't have to beat it down. You don't have to strive for it. What you do in the natural affects the spiritual and fasting is an act of warfare. And there's something that happens when you fast on how it works on your identity. There's no other way to say that. It's just an identity as a believer is everything. Although from my personal standpoint with this fast, I would have even considered that I failed or messed up after I kind of transitioned from water back to food. I didn't really do what I said I was going to do or what I planned to do, but there was so much grace in that. And it was the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. I just felt this breaking of it off of my life because I understood more than ever who I was in him. It didn't matter. Like I was so held. I was so loved. I was so cherished. He was proud of me. Identity, guys. Identity. You need to start seeing yourself as a warrior. This is another thing that the Lord has just been bringing to mind. Fasting, it's like a spiritual boot camp. And we need that. We're warriors. The things that we do in the secret place will be our secret weapon in the times to come. Fasting, it may not be fun or glamorous, but I believe it's a tool, a practice. It's an offering of sacrifice and surrender. It's an act of warfare. And it's crucial for us as kingdom women to fight spiritually here on earth. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. How can you humble yourself? Through fasting. Our world needs healing. Our nation needs healing. You need healing. You need a breakthrough. We all need breakthrough. And it starts at home, right here. Stop looking outside. Stop looking everywhere for the next speaker, for the next podcaster, for the next sermon, for the next... Whatever it is that you're looking for, look in your home. Look at your family. We're a generation of women. 
We've got to be willing to rise up and shine bright and allow God to awaken our hearts and seek him with our whole hearts to raise our families and run our businesses without compromise for his glory. We are here, just like Queen Esther. I can't think of fasting without thinking of Esther for such a time as this. For such a time as this. And we're called to live differently. And it's not popular. It's not what the world says is cool or or common. But we're different. We're called to be set apart for such a time as this. So we need to be more humble. And we want to bring God's kingdom to earth through the lives that we live. And in that process, prepare the next generation, our precious children, to be mighty arrows in the hands of a warrior. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. So I just want to encourage you to be kingdom workers in these dark days on earth. Let's bring heaven to earth and just pursue God's presence more. Know that your greatest success is found in the person of Jesus. And fasting is in a wonderful way to thin the veil and to draw near to him and to really fix your eyes on him. And we need to be in that place. Okay, so this is getting super crazy long. Thank you guys for listening and just um, holding space for me to really share my heart in such a vulnerable, authentic way. But one thing that God's really calling me to is, you know, it's one thing to talk about these longer fasts or fasting, but I really deeply desire to live a fasted lifestyle. And when I say fasted lifestyle, to me, it just means surrendered in all areas. Because I feel like for with food, that's that's an area that I do not feel like I've always or have even self-control with. I, I don't want to be like, I'm fasting or I'm feasting. I'm in and I'm out. No, I want to dwell. Like I want to live in a place where it's day by day. Lord, am what I eating? Am what I doing? Is this honoring to you? Yes, no. Like I want to flow with him. I want to live in a way that is fasted. It's a lifestyle. It's not like I'm on or I'm off. I'm just surrendered at all times. That's really my desire. And food is a part of that. Food matters. It really, really does. I know it's not about the scale or the pound loss, but it really does make a difference. So I just want to bring that to light. But I just want to challenge you. Keep your heart humble and fixed on Jesus and clear through the clutter of your mind and your emotions. And I think it would be amazing if you would commit one day to fasting for the Lord. Like what if, what would your life look like if you gave God one day out of your week to fast? Doesn't mean you don't go through your life and do your daily activities, but you just, for that one day, refrain from food and fix your eyes on Jesus to just cleanse your body, to clear the clutter and just to realign yourself for the week. I mean, what do you think God could do in your life if fasting became a part of your life? Not because you have to, but because you get to. It's an honor for us to be like Jesus. It's an honor for us to share in his sufferings if fasting feels like suffering. And believe me, it does sometimes. (laughs) But you get to make the sacrifices that Jesus made that's going to allow you to become more like him. So wherever you're at, whether you're fast or whether you feast, just do it for the Lord and understand that it all matters. Your body is a temple. And the presence of the living God is worthy of a pure dwelling place. So let's just pray into this for a moment. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. God, I pray that the 
blood of the lamb, the sacrifice that you made in the word of my testimony would help these women that listen be overcomers. We are overcomers, Lord. May we live that way. May we walk in victory. May we rise up as Esther called for such a time as this. May we hold our heads high as warriors and posture our hearts towards you in all that we do, Lord. I pray that you would teach us how to live in a way that honors you, especially when it comes to food, Lord. I pray that you would open us up and open our hearts to being receptive, Lord. Invite us to fast. We ask you to. Bring us to the table to eat with you, Lord, but also invite us to fast and draw away with you. Whatever that looks like, whatever you have for us, Lord, we just want to follow you closely. So we open up our hearts to fasting. We open up our hearts to deeper surrender. And we just declare that we trust you and we ask for deeper breakthrough in our life. Lord, we trust you and we thank you that the seeds that we sow, the obedience that we offer, us laying down our lives as a living sacrifice, it's honoring to you, Lord. And I pray that you would just consume us and bring the breakthrough that you desire, that our life would be a fragrant offering to you. So we worship you today. And we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, you like Mama so. Please leave a review. Hey, Mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 